0: This is literally what is going on in your septic system at your house. If I can only go back in time and smack that dickhead upside the face with a brick.
1: <laughs> I-
0: I'm ashamed. I'm ashamed for you. It's a huge vagina with tentacles. It's like the Sarlacc Pit vagina. Bare
1: ass cheek under kilt number 17.
0: Yeah, yeah!
1: <laughs> Ooga booga, yeah, eh? Move the Hello everyone, welcome to Movie Freaks, the only podcast on the net that is swimming in more shit and piss than Andy Dufresne.
0: I'm Eric Marner. <laughs> and I'm Eugene Weaver, that's a good one. Unfortunately. <laughs> it's,
1: yeah, very, very true, because that's what I've been dealing with this week, is a old house in an old town that all of a sudden just decides, oh, we got tree roots now growing in your septic connection to the city water, so... Yeah, every time, you know, I don't know, water just comes pouring out of the downstairs shitter. It's just shit paper and, and uh, burn, tan water that you don't want to touch and oh, so man. much of it, too. We're just, like, throwing like throwing down, like, 12 towels at 3 o'clock in the morning, sopping this crap up and throwing it outside. And it's been so delightfully fun. Oh. I love it.
0: So how many hours do you think you've invested
1: in this uh, this mess Oh god no it's it's just an ongoing saga. Then I get a guy in to to snake out the drain thing in the basement. He go you know, he's down there for 3 hours and then he's like, "Yep, I did the best I could." And I was Wait, how, "What is what does that mean? Where are you going? Come back." You know, and then the next day we had a little bit little bit more water, but it wasn't too bad and then and I he said, "Just call me if it's uh if there's any more." So I called him again and he said, "Yeah, I did about the best I can do. You're going to have to replace that outside pipe." Going to and I'm like, I, great. So I call the village today. <laughs> hey, where do you, where uh, does this tie into your main? And we're like, w- they're like, we don't know. We don't have records, and uh, it's just this is always my luck when it comes to dealing with this kind of crap or uh, literally and um, <laughs> automotive stuff stuff I'm not good at. Uh, you know, yep. I take my car in and I'm like, hey, it's it's making a little bit of a funny noise. Um, uh, sure, we'll look into it. You know, call two hours later. You're off. Oh, we've never seen this in our entire thirty-seven years of automotive. Mm-hmm. Yep. Mm, of course, of course. Yes. Yeah. Mm, yeah,
0: Have you tried just starting to like the whole like Cladu Borato uh, Nicto and <laughs> yeah. uh, it, that... Your flux capacitor is bad. Yes. Yeah. Just <laughs> start chanting some ritual stuff,
1: or it's uh, it it just boggles my mind how every single time there is a little problem. Oh, that's not a big deal. Just call so and so or take yeah. make an appointment. Yeah, they'll get you fixed right up. And yeah. everybody else I talked to, oh, it was a $12 part or, you know, it cost me 70 bucks to have something swabbed. Every time they I mean people look at my stuff and, "Oh, I've never seen anything like this in my yeah. entire that, That's yeah. the phrase I hear all the time. Or, I've never seen yeah.
0: or or on top of that, you call, you make contact, and they're like, "Okay, well, we'll get back to you tomorrow." And then no. And that that pisses me off so bad. I'm just like I'm I'm offering to give you money, and you don't. And you I'll call you tomorrow, and then no call. I. I oh, oh, we'll we'll be
1: there between twelve and eight. Yes. But, so I got to take a half a day off work, and you show up at seven. Yeah. Like I I could have worked all day. That I it's been a yeah. <laughs> it's been a lot of half days this week at work trying to juggle all this stuff, and now it, it's. <sighs> well, just don't, just don't drain the tub and run the dishwasher at the same time. It's kind of where I'm at right now. As long as you give a break of about 20 minutes in between things, everything's kind of copacetic,
0: but yeah. And I've got a cracked shower floor and it, it, we sound like old men. <laughs> Clearly we are. But, yes. Uh.
1: <sighs> I could never get anything fixed in, when I lived in the apartment either. I'd say, hey, it's raining in through my roof, literally torrential downpour raining through my <laughs> closet. And they would just be like, okay. And they would never, they never, in the seven years I lived there, they'd never fix that. Every time I could poke up a ceiling tile and see sky. Wow. <laughs> do you know uh, how busted ass your shit is if I could do <laughs> Yes.
0: Yes. And that is a that is a an expensive fix there, especially if you didn't do it. Uh that was going to get nothing but worse, I'm sure.
1: That's why they didn't do anything. That's eh, yeah. too expensive. Wow. And I'm sure everybody right now is thinking, "Oh my god, do you live in some horrible dilapidated terrible shit. No, I didn't. My <laughs> apartment was beautiful. <laughs> I didn't pay much, but that was, uh, it still was a beautiful third story yeah, bay was... windows. It was an awesome apartment, but I, I, I told my wife the other day, I have never lived in a place since I moved out of my parents' house. I've never lived in a place that didn't have a leaky roof or, um, sewer problems. I should be an expert
0: at this shit by now, but i <laughs> Again, no pun intended. Still. Yeah.
1: Completely, yeah. <laughs> oh, there's going to be a lot of poop jokes Yo, tonight. of Just course. Just buckle in, kitties. Yep. Uh...
0: <laughs> well, oh drinks. Gosh. Let's get on with the good stuff now. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. Uh, hey, you're up first. What do you okay. got?
0: Okay. Um, you will be impressed. And this was this was purchased specifically for this show. I went into the liquor store because I was running low on my, my other swag, and I'm like, okay. Uh, it's time for, like, let's, let's keep it at this $16 here. I, am kind of liking this. And so, uh, I looked at a couple options and there was, the guy recommended a couple to me. Um, the, I don't remember the names. So I've never heard of them before, but then, on, uh, he's like, it's kind of like this one. He's like, which is a couple dollars more? I'm like, that one I know is good. So I am proud to say that tonight's, uh, booze of choice for yours truly is Bush Mills. Irish whiskey. Oh. Yeah. You
1: better uh, have like a uh, lime to go with that, yes, right? Oh,
0: uh, or just a whole bunch of ice in a really cheap, shitty plastic cup. That's kind of what I'm going with. <laughs> <laughs> That'll work too. Mm-hmm. Uh,
1: I, yeah, I prefer Bushmills with a, a slice of lime. Oh, really? That, oh, it sets it off so wonderfully. That's an Irish whiskey. like Oh, a real. yes.
0: Yeah. This triple distilled, smooth and mellow. On the rocks with a slice of lime,
1: dude. That That is ah. money. Yeah, this and is. You'll have some, you might have some left over tomorrow, right? Oh
0: yes, I just cracked this bottle open. This is new. Pick yourself up a lime, sir. Okay, you, all right. You will, you will not regret it. And this is probably my splurge at this point because I'm, I'm like, I'm pushing twenty bucks now. I'm like, okay, we're gonna, we're gonna climb back down to the Grand McNish here just <laughs> shortly,
1: <laughs> and I am back into something even lesser than Grand McNish. <laughs> <laughs> uh, another one of my uh, stops for liquor stores. Randomly, they started carrying. Bah ba Canadian hunter Huzzah <laughs> and you know what? I, I really this is yeah. very serviceable. I like this. Yeah. I do not grimace when I take a sip. I'm like, yeah, this is yeah. good. And it's Canadian. <laughs> a manly. Yes. I just want to hold a rifle and put my foot on the throat of a wolf or something.
0: Yes, and, and, and chug. Just mm. chug. And somehow oh. it's outdoors, and so it's almost like you're breathing in fresh air, and it's healthy. It's healthy to drink this. Yeah, We're doing great. our bodies really, really a, a huge service.
1: That's that's uh, right. and, we, and we just piss outside like normal people instead yes. of inside. <laughs> I might as well just piss right on the floor in the bed. Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> oh boy! I promise that I will be struggling hard not to make those jokes all night. Um, mm-hmm. let's move on to the roulette. If you're ready. Yes. Uh, also tonight, yeah, we're starting a lot earlier than we normally do, so if I have to take a break to, uh, yeah, deal with a kid or something, that's, it's, it might happen. Um, let's move on to the roulette where we dive into the ocean that is Netflix to find those, gr- uh, no, we're going to find the gems. Already the Canadians, Hunter's getting a, getting oh, a hold yeah. of me. Um, yeah, <laughs> uh, to find the gems in the ocean of Netflix. And last episode it was High Rise up against Sacrifice. <laughs> uh, you had the pole position tonight. So please okay. tell us all about – was this your sacrifice to watch Sacrifice? Or oh, was oh,
0: boy. It? Well, uh, this is going to be an interesting review, actually, um, because oh, of – just wait. <laughs> that's right. Yeah, well, you know, we'll get into High Rise later. Uh, sacrifice uh, – um, so my score isn't that good. Um, however, however – this movie I think will appeal to a certain demographic and it is, I'm going to say this right off the bat. It's a very well-made movie, competently acted, very well shot. This is a good movie. It just, it's so not my type of movie that, um, it was hard for me to get into it, but I, it's like, I don't want to trash the movie too much because it's, it's, it's not, a, it's not a it's piece of fine. shit. It's a fine movie. So, okay. Um, Rada mitchell is the uh is the lead in the in this movie and i really like her she uh is in um well she was in the first uh pitch Silent black Hill? yes and and pitch black
1: yeah oh yeah that's right
0: so it uh it deals with a i want to be a bit a bit vague here because i do think that our listeners some of them may want to give this movie a chance so i it, it's one of those mystery thriller so too much plot details and it ruins the movie but basically uh this uh woman and her this lady and her husband moved to this remote uh island uh off the coast of scotland and uh there is a uh a body that turns up there and so it's kind of a murder mystery type thing it's like What's going on with the body as well as what's going on with, uh, the history of this island and in relations to mothers that were pregnant that are now deceased? Um, I'm trying to be vague again. I gotcha. I gotcha. Um, as you're watching it though, you're, you're like, okay, I see where this is going. Um, is it maybe cultish maybe or is there a serial killer? I'm not going to say, but regardless, it, it all comes together fine in the end. Um, and this is, from the sounds of it, like the description, it makes it seem a lot more thriller horror uh, than it actually is. This is first and foremost a drama slash thriller, but it's a very I don't want to say leisurely pace, but it's a it's a drama.
1: I gotcha. Um, so does it still at some point qualify as a horror so that I can keep it in the queue to watch next month?
0: Uh-uh. Uh, no, no. Other no. than uh, the, the subject matter itself, um, and I will say this. Uh, there, There is a dead body that is discovered on this island, and it is truly disgusting looking. Like, I, even for a seasoned horror fan like me, I'm like, that's a pretty nasty looking corpse there and that they're showing. So uh, what you're saying is, you were horrified? Huzzah! <laughs> <laughs> Therefore it counts. So, uh, but it, it, it's, it, there's a great idea in there. I, again, I, I actually quite liked the story. Uh, the performances and this, when it was done, I'm like, ah, I'm just left kind of a meh. Like I should have been more horror for me. And that's why it's like those that are looking for a good drama will probably really like it. But I was looking for more horror and it could have been definitely more horror and it would have worked for me a lot better. But so this is one of those where I gave it, I think two stars. I'm barely going to, it's like, eh, I just, I'll never watch it again. But I can definitely see someone watching that and being like, now that was a, that was a good movie. That was a competently made good thriller drama. Label. No, I so. feel
1: like I've got a good handle on, on where you're at there. It's not something where you're like, it's painful to watch.
0: No, um, not at all.
1: No. Yeah. I gotcha. Okay. I'll, I'll probably, hmm, I, I might leave that in the queue because sometimes it's like, I go to, I leave these things in and then I go to watch something like today I started something and it's like, oh, this is subtitled. I'm, I'm not in the yeah. mood for that. I'm trying to watch something while I read a comic book or some some shit so i yeah. oh yeah, thriller there yeah. you go you might yeah, seriously
0: you might you might watch and be like dude that was a that was a good movie but i went in i guess i went in thinking a little bit more horror ass oh i thought
1: it was a horror movie yeah right i did the synopsis
0: yeah and it's like no so but beautifully shot movie they were literally they were shooting somewhere in scotland you can tell it's gorgeously shot so it's okay. g- gorgeously award no it's not
1: yeah sure it is yeah it is Go for it. Okay. It is tonight.
0: Yep. Bushmills.
1: <laughs> and shit water. Um, okay. <laughs> Let's move over to High Rise. Probably going to be the most difficult movie I've ever tried to review on the roulette. From 2015. Uh, life for the residents of a tower block begins to run out of control. That's the entire synopsis. And... I'd say spoiler, spoiler on this movie, except that there's nothing to spoil, because um, I could literally tell you every single thing that happens in this movie, and much like myself, you'd still have no fucking clue what is going on in this thing. <laughs> um, eh, What's his name? Hiddleston?
0: Yes, Tom Hiddleston. Tom Hiddleston yeah.
1: is the star of this movie, and he does a bang-up job. Where do you even begin with this frickin' movie? How do you even describe it? You know, uh, I, I apologize in advance. This is not the Canadian Hunter talking when it comes to this review. It just, this movie is kind of baffling. I had a lot of good, positive vibes and feelings about it, and then I had some negative. Mm-hmm. Uh, what is going on? They're kind of vague on what is going on. I'll give you what I think is going on. It's... 1970s London everybody's a lot of people want to get into this specific high-rise building uh the higher up you are the higher class citizen you are the more you can afford and then the apocalypse is starting to happen outside but they don't show you you just hear little bits of news clips here and there and the film stays mostly inside the building as things deteriorate inside and people start running for food and Mm -hmm. chaos Just absolute chaos ensues. At the end of the day, I'm going to give this movie a thumbs up. I really enjoyed it, and I think that within more rewatches, we'll come around to really like this. Maybe like "Ah, The Box or those old Fulci movies where the first time you watched it, you're like, what the fuck? fuck am I watching (laughs) that didn't like or like the beyond where it doesn't make a lick of sense and then you watch it three more times and you kind of have a feel for it or you're reading between the lines and you're like okay I kind of get it now or at least I have formulated my own plot for what I want this to be and now it's a masterpiece and I really think it could be one of those things I don't know that I would change too much about it I don't have any specific complaints where I'm like oh if you would have just done this A, B, or C, it would have made more sense. Maybe, but here's another way to describe it. I thought of House of the Devil a lot, because the way that House of the Devil is a perfect capture of those 80s movies, this was a perfect capture of 70s movies. The slow pace, the confusion, not quite understanding what's going on, but fully understanding what's going on as far as the world is falling apart and everybody's struggling for their own. Why did that guy just come in a shopping cart? Like what, what what, what is happening?
0: (laughs) So I also watched high rise. So I'll chime in just briefly here. on My thoughts of the movie. Um, So I pretty much agree with almost every single thing that you thought of the movie. I was right there with you. I'm like, this is good yet. Uh, What? Like the storyline is actually fairly simple and basic, but it's not when you watch the movie. There is multiple things going on. I actually took – I almost saw it as a religious allegory to Jeremy Irons' character who is kind of overseeing this whole building complex is that he's God and that he's got some minions that are – his angels that betray him. And I am going, I'm, it's way out there. I know, but I, I, I kind of thought that for some reason, I don't know why. Okay. I, and I, I, that's, I am speaking of which I'm going to get into a couple of religious movies, religion based movies on our, uh, on our review segment. So, and so because I've watched all of those kind of back to back, I was kind of thinking about that. And um, it just kind of popped into my head. Like, Oh, that's kind of almost a religious allegory to, you know, there's these, people oh, that are... I'm not saying you're wrong. You know. I, There's a lot of different ways this movie could go, but it is bizarro. <laughs> when it was all said and done, did you like it, though? I, I Yes, I would echo your sentiments exactly in that I give it a thumbs up. Not a huge thumbs up, but it's one I will definitely rewatch, and I have a feeling that upon second viewing, I'll be like, ah, okay. So I now see why the horse kind of walked into frame and that was really awkward. <laughs> uh-huh. Yes, oh, indeed. I completely agree. Probably my favorite scene in the whole movie because I'm like, really? I think, I think when I was watching that scene, that's when I was like,
1: okay, time to text Eugene. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> because at this point, it was like, yeah, there's this horse, and it, even the horse looks awkward. Yeah. I, I don't know if this is what we're going to do, but it kind of <laughs> looks like what we're going to do.
0: Yep. Oh, I was thinking the same thing. I'm like, oh, this uh, officially kind of, I even hate to say got my interest, because that's, yeah, that's what... <laughs> all sorts of weird and creepy. But it's like, whoa, what is going on here? But yeah, it's Ben Wheatley, and he makes... movies movies. yes he makes (laughs) movies so
1: all right well uh the best i can say to the audience is go watch high rise and tell us what you think um i I mean as it stands i still would i wouldn't say i overly loved it but i also would probably put it in uh the best of that year whatever year it came out 2015 i think i I think that would probably make my my top of 2015 that was a unique vision and i Mm. i enjoyed it and i will definitely watch it again Okay, uh, next round. Uh, You're up first.
0: Okay, so, throwing your way, I have this list here. First up is a movie that just came out on Netflix called uh, River. And... uh, Hold on here. I'm sorry. I was actually... I'm on IMDb right now, and I had uh, High Rise pulled up. So... Son of a bitch. You're gonna have to cut this stuff out. And of and of course on on IMDb there's there's numerous titles named River. Okay, where's my Netflix list? <laughs> Shit. Um, there you are, Netflix. Okay, so um, this popped up on uh, Netflix and it sounds pretty good. River. I was gonna
1: I was gonna throw it to you too. By the way.
0: Okay. Uh, hour twenty six minutes. Rated TV mature. Which I wonder. Like okay, so what? Where did this? Play like was this on, uh, what? I I don't I don't think the TV
1: when they say TV mature TV PG thirteen whatever the hell I think that it, they can assign that when it just goes straight to Netflix too. Okay, gotcha. I, I don't necessarily don't... read that as it played on a TV channel.
0: Okay, uh, after a night of drinking ends in a brawl, an American doctor is, in Laos goes on the run from local authorities who suspect him of rape and murder, and. uh... Sounds good. Could be cool. And that's a definite roulette movie right there. Next up is, this is the real long shot. Real long shot, especially for you. For me, it's not. But for you, it is. Uh, 1920 London. When her wealthy husband is bedeviled by a mysterious locket, a desperate woman turns to her forbidden lover, former lover, an expert of the occult. And the reason I say that this is kind of a stretch for you is an hour and 53 minutes of a no name brand new horror movie. Mm. Ah (laughs) there you go. Okay, last but not least is uh, Raiders, which is one that interestingly enough that you had selected or you were going to select or No, I picked it and then it was it vanished. I don't know what happened there. That was uh That is weird, yeah. Um so this is uh documentary. About a fan film on Raiders of the Lost Ark. It's called Raiders, the story of the greatest fan film ever made. Hour 33 minutes. Three childhood friends attempt to finish the pet project they've worked on for over 30 years, recreating Raiders of the Lost Ark shot for shot. And that just sounds so great. I can't imagine that's going to be a mess, but you never know. It's, you know, documentary. So there yep. you go. Uh okay, over on my side.
1: Uh, Jerusalem. <laughs> yeah, this would be your longest shot of the of this round. Two vacationing Americans join an anthropology student on a tour of Jerusalem, arriving just as a terrifying biblical apocalypse begins to unfold. And I went and at least made sure that it was not Asylum, and it's not. And this was a film made in Israel. It's an Israeli film. Cool. But it sounds cool, and the trailer was cool. I remember posting it on the uh, Facebook page a while back. Next up is your safe bet, uh, parentheses T, Error Terror. The mm-hmm. first documentary to place filmmakers on the ground during an active FBI counterterrorism sting operation. It illuminates the fragile relationships between individual and surveillance state in modern America and asks, who is watching The Watchers? And lastly, Convergence, which has been on, excuse me, the roulette before, a detective must fight for the redemption of his soul when he finds himself trapped in a mysterious hospital that serves as a gateway between heaven
0: and hell. Huzzah. Okay, I got a question. Okay. Huzzah. Damn
1: it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I figure he at least got one safe one, one medium mm-hmm. one, and one long shot.
0: Yep. There you go. You okay. First. Okay, um, for me, I am going to pick... Jerusalem. Are you serious? I am surprised. Uh, really? No. I, I, hey, you know what? Um. It did not a... get
1: good reviews, man. I'm telling you right now, you can still back out. The reviews for this were rough. They, they weren't good.
0: Mm. No, I'm going to take it. I because <laughs> When it pops up on my, on my Netflix page, it's like there's this demon lady thing with wings. I'm like, ooh, yeah. So yeah, that's all it takes for me. Jerusalem. And it's a short run time, isn't it? And that too, that helps, of yep. course. our well, yeah. Actually, they're all around an hour and a half that you threw my way. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, you never know. And in fact, I will say this. This is one that I remember a podcast that I used to listen to. They reviewed it and they hated it. Um, however, um, most of the movies that they hate, I end up liking. So I'm like, yeah, what if? Yeah, you never know. Yeah. So, uh, okay. I'm going to take
1: River. Uh, both River and 1920 London, they're both in my queue. Raiders is the easy pick, and I I'll, I'll, i feel like I should take a little... I'll go for the longer shot, a little bit longer anyway, with River. Give me the kick in the pants to get it off the queue, and it's under 90 minutes. What's 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 not yeah. to take?
0: It'll be interesting to see, like... Um, I did see, like, on Netflix, when you click on it, it says Canadian film. So that might be a... Oh, people,
1: all Canadian right.
0: Canadian movie, there you go. <laughs> All right.
1: Well, that's going to do it for the roulette. Next episode, it will be j roo (laughs) lam up against (laughs) Trevor.
0: Oh, we're going to make jokes about that for a while, I have a feeling. (laughs) Maybe. Especially if
1: the movie sucks.
0: Yeah. (laughs) Okay.
1: Yeah, let's take a little breather. I'll be right. I'll be back in a couple minutes. Okay. (sighs)
0: So, Eugene's back. Um... Uh what can I yak about for a couple minutes while we get things back on track. I'm not drunk enough to really make anything too funny up. Um let's remedy that. Um uh, let's see here. Uh damn it, I'm not drunk enough to make anything funny up. Um uh, my co-host Eric, he needs to watch the Army of Darkness Blu-ray that I gave him because uh, I had an extra copy of the Scream Factory release and I am going to have to give that one a rewatch here pretty soon because uh, the last couple times I've actually watched that movie, uh, I prefer the theatrical version over the director's cut. And there for a while, I've watched that movie so many times I've, I've lost count, but uh, there for a while I would only watch the director's cut and then I Uh, When Blu-ray, the the Blu-ray format came out, the only version that Army of Darkness was available was a bare-bones universal release of the theatrical cut. And I got it for dirt cheap. And uh, I watched it, and and I'm like, oh, man, this is good, and it's fast-paced. And I I remember the very last time that I watched Army of Darkness director's cut, I thought, you know, this is a bit long-winded. For as slapsticky funny as the movie is... uh, it drug in the director's cut and uh, the theatrical version actually is speedy a lot and, and to its advantage. And so I've only been watching the theatrical cut. I have not watched the Scream Factory Blu-ray release yet because I had the Universal release, which I I uh, sold that one, traded it in uh, because I've got the Scream Factory release. But Eric also has it. And I believe that he has both the both the theatrical and the uh, director's cut. And I know that there are three versions available. There's the theatrical, the director's, and the, I, th- I want to say the European cut as well. So there's three different uh, versions. But anyway, I'm just randomly talking about a movie that I haven't seen in a while, but uh, it's okay because it's Army of Darkness, and Army of Darkness rules. Um, so anyway, and it's Scream Factory. And speaking of which, by the way... Um, if, I'm not sure Erica's gonna probably cut most of this out, but, uh, I cannot wait for, uh, John Carpenter's The Thing to be released on, uh, Blu-ray from Scream Factory. This is their most high-profile release that, uh, they've ever had. And, uh, there's already some, uh, discussion on the, uh, color tone of the movie. It is very different than all other home video releases. Uh, the previous Blu ray release, the HD DVD release, uh, the Laserdisc uh, DVD, VHS, all of them had a, a slightly more warm color palette going on uh, in the movie. And the Scream Factory release is a lot more cold. And I've already been looking at, uh, at like, comparisons from the Screen Factory release, and they're they're mainly comparing it to the older Blu-ray release, which I still have, and I actually think it looks really good. But wow, I cannot wait to get my hands on this uh, Blu-ray release. The, the difference is, to me, at least from the screen grabs, is drastically different than the older Blu-ray release and all other releases. Uh, it very much has a much more cold look which I'm guessing is probably going to really go along good with the feel of the movie and the thing is in my opinion it is not only is it one of the best science fiction horror movies ever made it's one of my favorite movies of all time it holds up it holds up so good. Every time I watch it, I'm never bored, and it never feels dated. The effects, the Rob Bottin special effects are still state-of-the-art practical effects all the way back from 1982, and uh, from what I'm hearing, the Scream Factory Blu-ray release is just loaded to the gills, and this would be one that I would put in uh, in line with uh, what Grindhouse Releasing is doing with, with their movies, in that... Uh, it is a must-have. It it might be $20, it might be $25, it might be pushing 30 but it's worth every penny. And that's what I like about some of these labels where you know uh, when they come out with a release, it is going to look uh, stunning. And the special features are going to be uh, pretty much the final word on the movie. Grindhouse is a great example of a company that does that. And Scream Factory is... Um, it's hit and miss for them. Sometimes they have fantastic, uh, packages where, uh, they've got just all sorts of great special features. And then other movies, uh, it seems like they skimp on a little bit. And it might just be because they're a little bit more of a, like, maybe budget titles or, uh, maybe they made deals, like, with these, with, with studios and they got maybe a, a deal with 10 movies. And they're able to, like, maybe out of those 10 movies that they got licensed from, say, Universal, um one one of them is like a, a huge movie like a masterpiece and then the other ones are just kind of you can also release those if you want and so the the special features would not near be as uh plentiful oh my releases. god you're just talking away what is so, happening anyway so as back to eric um yeah <laughs> enjoy that have fun editing uh, <laughs> oh
1: god help us all yeah <sighs> Seriously, what were you talking about?
0: You're not going to um, give me a hint, or? Oh, I am. Uh, I uh, started out trying to be funny, but I'm like, I'm not drunk enough. So I actually started talking about um, a blue release coming out that actually would be perfect for soft underbelly. But I'm like, yeah, I'll just. If you want to include it, great. If not, cut it out. You'll probably actually like it, though. It's kind of a. Nah.
1: Yeah. Well, I guess I'll just have to wait and see what future Eric says. <laughs> I was running and checking pipes and making sure things were mm. okay. Everyone happy there, though? or? I mean, are the kids being little buttheads and not wanting to go to bed because we're recording tonight? I mean, they, do, how do they know? I don't know how they know. It's like, yeah. it's like a special power of theirs. They're like, yeah. oh, Dad's recording tonight. Well, tonight's the night I've decided I'm not going to go to bed anymore. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's, I'm sure you have no idea what I'm talking about. No, munch, I munch, do. Munch.
0: No. Oh. <laughs>
1: okay. <clears throat> well, are you drunk enough to make jokes and get into recently watched? Uh, yeah, let's go for it. Why not? Okay, so <laughs> do you want to start off or do you want whatever happened while I was gone to be your start off? <laughs> because I don't know
0: what it was. <laughs> um, I was actually talking about the uh, the thing, Blu-ray release coming out from Scream Factory. Oh. Oh, yeah. And it's, drastically different from the older Blu-ray release and so you'll just you'll hear my thoughts on it because it's I'm I have to go back and listen to the show so that I can be part of the show. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yes. Okay. So do you want me to go ahead now or do you want to do another? Um, Oh god I mean let's see you um if if you're gonna include that in there then it's by all means have at it. Probably. Uh okay. okay. First up for me is a documentary
1: that was on the roulette called Holy Hell I mean, you said you watched some religious movies. Was this one of them, by any chance? Nope. 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 Interesting. Uh, this is a... <laughs> I don't have it pulled up here, but... Uh, this is a documentary about a cult in California and in the 80s, and a bunch of free-spirited uh, people getting together and being like, we just want to love and, and try and find ourselves and self-expression. I say these in positive ways. I don't mean them in, like... Oh, Oh, look at these stupid hippies. No, they were literally uh, trying to do existential kind of stuff and not really like change the world or something, but they were just like, let's, we all are like-minded individuals. So let's all hang out and yada, yada, yada. It's not a cult, not a cult. (laughs) And the, the cult leader, the the cult leader keeps telling them all the reasons that it's not a cult. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Spoiler alert. (laughs) It's a cult!
0: (laughs) Was it good? It was...
1: I I hesitate to say fantastic, but it was darn near, and you absolutely want to watch this one, without a doubt. Uh, It was great. I had had a great time watching it. I didn't sit down and watch it all in one stretch, because material like this, I need a little bit of breather to digest, (laughs) because, you know, it's tough as a viewer. You're watching this kind of thing, and you go... You know, I, I get how you have this mindset, especially like when you're 18, 19, 20, and you're trying to find yourself and, you know, be your own person and whatever, and exploring the world and uh, whatever, but uh, there there's also, you're watching it in hindsight, so you're going, hey, idiot, it's a cult, like, I, I, why are you even following this guy around or cleaning his shoes or doing, a, why are you doing this? Maybe at the time it seemed reasonable. And then I think back to how yeah. I was at 18, 19, 20, and it's like, oh, if I could only go back in time and smack that dickhead upside the face yeah. with a brick. Hey, <laughs> <laughs> hey moron, uh, get, get it together. But you know how it is at that age. You, you, can't, oh, yeah. you can't teach him teach anything. But it was not so obvious of a cult as like the... Oh, what were the other cults they mentioned? The one where they were going to go up on the... the do you remember the one in the '90s where they all killed themselves because they were going to go it, on it, the, the comet? spaceship up in the uh, yeah stuff like that. It, it, it's not that weird, or even Scientology weird. Where you know, okay, it's not even. It's just. It's more like a Buddhist kind of thing. It's it's hard to explain. You just have to watch it. But I definitely okay. give Holy Hell a, a thumbs up. And what's really funny is towards the end, you realize that the guy that filmed all this stuff because it's nonstop actual footage from the events and it was this, this cult leader, he wanted himself to be filmed amongst his followers. And towards the end, they started figuring out his bullshit. And the deal was, okay, you have to stop. We're not going to press charges for all of the horrible rapes and uh, disgusting everything that you've done, but you can't ever do this again. And you can't have ever have followers again. And then they catch up with him. And now and today, and he's got 50 people around him following him around. Oh Oh, man. (laughs) of course definitely worth a watch very creepy and it's something that um at the right time and place i will be showing to my kids as a learning tool like don't be a dope pay attention to your surroundings that you know you got to be aware of these kinds of maniacs
0: yeah cool okay over to you Okay, well, sticking sticking on the same line of uh, religion, I want to just touch on the movie uh, *Risen* from 2016. Um, <clears throat> this is the movie starring actually directed by Kev- Kevin Reynolds. He directed uh, *Waterworld*. Hmm. So, sort of. Uh, Joseph Fiennes and <laughs> uh Joseph Fiennes, Tom Felton, who is uh, uh Potter, somebody you know, isn't yeah, he's in the Harry Potter movies and, uh, Peter Firth, a uh, good cast. And I will say this, uh, this movie is a good movie. Uh, so is Waterworld, you prick. Yeah, it is. It is. <laughs> well, I was the whole I Kevin know. Costner I don't, I don't, and I him. So in 33 AD, a Roman, a Roman, uh, soldier in Judea is tasked to find the missing body of an executed Jew rumored to have risen from the dead. And uh, it's very much played as a mystery thriller action type of thing. And you don't have to – in my opinion, you don't have to be a religious person to enjoy this movie because I really thought this was a well-made interesting movie on that period of time. And this is an interesting take on it. And I will say that Josephine's character is um, – at least to me, it felt like uh his character was supposed to be us in that, you know, you might be an unbeliever, but, you know, pay attention because Jesus is real. Yeah. And that's kind of the that was kind of the feel of the movie. And I don't want to get too religious in on the show, but uh I I was pleasantly surprised by this movie. It was a it was a good movie. There was a couple of really good action scenes in it. It's not a huge budget movie, but you can tell that there is money that was thrown at the screen. And it's it's. Definitely uh, definitely worth at least a watch. I could easily see that being uh, possibly something my wife and I watch again at some point because we both really enjoyed the movie. So Cool. Uh, yeah. Now, on the same note, uh, right around the same time that that movie came out, another movie came out. Another religious movie came out. And uh, so I thought, we're, you know what? We're going to watch uh, that one as well. And so the next one, and I'll make this brief – uh, is from also 2016, The Young Messiah. And this is, uh, based on the Anne Rice novel. I'm not sure if you knew oh. this or not. Oh, wow. No, yeah. I, okay. Now I'm really interested. Yeah. yeah. So this is a fictionalized, uh, this is not, you know, biblical or anything here, but, uh, this is about, uh, the story of Jesus at age seven and, uh, his family as they depart Egypt. To return to their home in uh, Nazareth. And it's told from his perspective. And, uh, it basically, it's basically him becoming, uh, aware of who he is. Unfortunately, this is everything that I don't like about religious movies. Uh, Risen worked for me. I, I got it. It worked fine. It was a good movie. I enjoyed it. This one here, no. Uh, it's very, very, very heavy handed. Uh, over serious. Yeah, I get. I get the subject matter is a more a serious subject matter, but it just it, when everybody is looking in those stern, like contemplative, you know, with the contemplative looks on their faces, and the music is always swelling, and I'm like, ah, this feels like a lifetime movie, and
1: you didn't have One to those, do this. One of those Christian movies made by Christian people and Christian everything, so that it's it's way yes. too too. Yeah, I know what you mean.
0: Yes. And I, and I, the thing is, like, this is not in the Bible. Um, so it's a kind of a fictionalized account, but it's, it feels like this would be exactly what you just said. That it's like, uh, and, and I'm like Sean beans in it. And I'm like, ah, he kind of looks embarrassed versus, <laughs> versus finds in the risen, which he was really good in that. But I'm like, ah, it didn't work. It, uh, in fact, it was an hour and 40 minutes and there's almost, but not almost, there is not near enough story. For that runtime because it's like, okay, Joseph and Mary are going to take their kid to the homeland and a couple weird things happen and there's a blonde-haired dude with a goatee that's Satan that's tempting Jesus and eh. – <laughs> Was yeah. that how he tempted it, him? <laughs> <laughs> he just would yeah. pop up randomly and he's like <laughs> – eh. <laughs> Ooga booga, yeah. <laughs> but anyway it, – it, And then towards the end, I'm like, oh, now you're literally just dragging this out to fill a runtime because it was – things had been kind of wrapped up, but it was now just kind of pretty scenery and I'm like, "Okay, I'm just waiting for the camera to pan up to the clouds because that's what this type of movie is. And sure enough, pans up to the clouds. There we go. Roll credits. Back to you. I'm done.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, we're just getting
0: started. (laughs)
1: Yeah. (laughs)
0: I wanted to get those out of the way though. Now I'm gonna now I'll get on to oh,
1: Yeah. more. Yeah, boy, u- I love the dichotomy of your reviews. It's 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 all soft underbelly or straight over to this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Barely in a middle ground. Oh, yeah. Okay. Next up for me is a movie called The Objective from two thousand eight a military special operations team led by a CA, CIA case officer are on a mission in the harsh and hostile terrain of Afghanistan, where they find themselves in a Middle Eastern Bermuda Triangle of ancient evil. Uh, where do I go with this movie? Uh, it was it was made by one of the guys that had a hand in the Blair Witch project. So that's why I'm like, okay, I'm going to watch it. Well, that and a buddy of mine online said, "Hey, he he was really into it." I was surprised that it was from 2008. It was on Netflix and I'd never even heard of it. All these things combined, I'm going to hit play on this thing. And for the most part, it wasn't horrible. It was watchable. Uh I watched it all the way through. I didn't really fast forward anything. I was I was into it. I just felt like they they had a seed of a great idea, but they didn't commit to any one. They kept teasing about, oh, I mean, all the locals that are um, impoverished or whatever talk about the evil and it's a spiritual place and don't go there. Whereas the CIA guy is more scientific and he's bringing infrared special cameras to try and see these uh, inverted triangle are they spaceships? They're, they're like, leaning heavy on is it, it's an alien, we think, but they don't say. They don't even say we think that. It's just kind of implied. And weird squiggly shapes in the desert that come and kill them off randomly one by one. And, you know, if they had committed to a concept, and at the end we would have known, oh, it's that, or oh, it's this, it's nothing. They just go out in the desert and see some crazy kind of shit and roll credits. And you're like, Oh, like at least pick one of the ideas you presented and finish it up. But they had no closer on their arc. In my opinion. Now, this is just my opinion because the other people, my buddy was riling up to go watch it, watched it and seemed to quite enjoy it. And, you know what? You might too. It's a, if nothing else it's a fairly painless watch. I think you should give it a chance and and mm-hmm. you might like it. You might yeah. totally dig it. And it was definitely worth one watch. I don't regret watching it, but will I be watching it again? Yeah, yeah, I got it. I got the gist. Okay. But there were definitely some cool kind of weird thrillery scares in there. So so it was worth the trip for that.
0: Okay. Yeah. Cool. That's it for the objective. Okay, I I do like that uh I, I try to watch everything that those directors make, both of the directors from the Blair Witch Project. I really like most of their movies that I've seen, actually. Uh I, In fact, I gotta say, I don't think that there's been one movie from them that I have not liked. I tend to
1: agree. I'm trying to remember
0: all of them, but the one... In particular, that lovely, lovely Molly, you have got to see. They took it off Netflix.
1: I went to watch it the other day and they took it off. But th- there was one with the cabin in the woods and Alien. Ooh. Was it altered or altered? Yep, that one, yeah, that, that one
0: kicked that ass. Was good, that was a good movie. movie, yeah. Yes,
1: that was this is definitely not an altered.
0: <laughs> okay, gotcha, gotcha, okay. Uh, okay, so. Now on to me. Let's just get this one out of the way. I watched it last night, so it's fresh in my, in my brain hole oh, here. I'm scared. Uh, <laughs> so I asked you, I'm, I'm like, I have these two movies. What should I watch? Oh, no. And uh, <laughs> Triple Nine was the first one from director uh, John Hillcoat. And uh, the next one, it was 13 Hours from director Michael Bay. Oh, you know what? It's fine. I haven't seen either of these films, so I, I take no uh, damage in this. Okay. Um, so I chose 13 hours because I had the time, and that movie is like two and a half hours. I'm like, you know, let's, let's watch. This. I, uh, for um, the
1: record, people, I recommended against this. I was trying to talk him out did. of it. I said, go watch John Hillcoat. He made the proposition. Ooh. Damn it. <laughs> yes.
0: <laughs> well, here here's the thing with 13 hours. Um, yeah. I don't know all of the backstory on this movie, and this is about uh, what happened in ben, Benghazi. You, you are the, all uh,
1: sorts of of like going against movie freak protocol tonight. It's like we're gonna do religion and politics,
0: and it's, yes. like, <laughs> it's not what <laughs> I want. But <laughs> uh, after well, after this, then I'm gonna get on um, with my right. with my nonsense. Um, so, <laughs> I, I,
1: I so, don't I don't know the benghazi i i only know what the snippets of what the internet says and i don't believe any of it yeah. so uh, yeah if you have any more
0: information from michael bay please let me know <laughs> okay okay well i will say this you have got to watch this movie what? this movie kicked ass this was a good movie i was the whole way through i'm like what is going to happen next i mean this is like a modern day war movie this was a good movie i was Truly floored at how much I liked this movie. It gets a little bit too Michael Bay ish towards the end with the you know the low camera shots up and then they slowly pan up to the guys standing there. You know, did
1: <laughs> and the camera swirls around yes. him.
0: Yeah, swirls around them with a flag in the background and <laughs> shit like that. Uh, but but this was a really well made tense movie. Like I'm like, oh man, how are these dudes going to get out of this complete clusterfuck? Um. So and I, again, I don't know the whole story. So and if you don't either, I think that that's all the better. Is that you just go into this as a this is a a crazy situation that I'm not sure how accurate this is, but this was a good movie. And I will say John Krasinski, who is. Uh, Jim from the office. Yeah, he's
1: the biggest draw to this movie for me. I once I saw, when I saw that he was in it and he's all ripped and stuff, I'm like, yeah. okay. now I'm kind of interested. And you know, he was great. Honestly, I'm the Michael Bay defender around here. Yeah. But even from the trailer and the premise of this movie, I was like, no thanks, I'm out. I don't care. I don't any movie about current uh issues, yeah. uh, hands yeah. off. No, you did like
0: you did like the Michael or the uh, the Ridley Scott movie. That was a fantastic movie. Uh, yeah, but that was. With, uh, Ridley, there's a big
1: <laughs> gap between Ridley Scott and Michael Bay.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yes, there is. And trust me, this the, actually this didn't really start feeling Michael Bayish until like the last twenty twenty five minutes. or I'm like, okay, yes, they're heroes. We we get it. They're heroes. Uh, but uh, this is not Transformers. This is uh this is him very much toned that's, down. That's too bad because um, if it was Transformers, I'm in. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, you know, and the special, uh, like, the the explosions, I'm like, oh, there's our, there's our, not just a, a tank blowing up, but fireworks going off all yeah. around it then. You know the drill. <laughs> uh, but the storyline is very good. It was very tense, and for two and a half hours, it flew by. So, I, I think you should give it a chance, but I'm not sure where you'd fall on it. Um, I'll give it a shot, but at yeah. the same time, I,
1: I don't know. There's just this weird thing with me, dude. If it's, if it's a political thing that's just too... Uh, current and especially if it's too, I don't know if I want to say controversial, but it just seems like it is so 50, 50 on people think about what happened in Benghazi. It's either this or it's that. And, and no one is, it's not clear cut, you know? Yeah. And that, that makes me kind of feel weird about watching it as entertainment. Or or mm. what is supposed to be entertainment? Because it, it's not a documentary. It's not supposed no. to be, oh, we're going to educate the people with John Krasinski from The Office just being a badass, you know? And and Hillary Clinton and did she did? She? Yeah. I I don't know. It's a, it's a, it's a whole thing, and I haven't dived more into it because I. It's not that I don't care. I just, hey, I've got yeah. things I'd rather do with my time than deal with politics. Yeah. It's, yeah, but yeah. i will definitely you give know, it a you, shot cuz i'm I'm the, you I'm the michael bay guy but let's not forget yeah. the last political movie he made was mm, pearl harbor Ooh, was it am i, am this I wrong on that worlds better than pearl
0: harbor worlds better but once
1: again but yeah. i'm talking more about like accuracy yeah. and
0: uh, i know i and again if you watch this with a here's a group of soldiers that are fending off against uh, a whole bunch of insurgents I think that you, if you, if that sounds good, then you're gonna probably like the movie because it does that exceedingly well. It does not,
1: but I will still give it a shot. Okay. There we
0: go. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and that's our show, folks. <laughs> uh, no, it 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 really doesn't. But uh, I, <laughs> honestly, it it kind of sounds uh, akin to Black Hawk Down, which yes. Seriously, it does. It it that's the closest war movie that I can compare this to is Black Hawk Down. And and I'm not entertained. It's yeah. I try to go to the movies to escape real life, not to deal with it. Yeah. Uh, I, I mean, at least if, if I'm gonna deal with it, I want it to be a, on a personal level,
0: not on a hey, remember that time all those people died. Uh, I don't yeah. know. No, that I, makes sense. And, and seriously, like the whole way through, I'm like, boy, this actually kind of feels like. Black Hawk Down, but I was better able to, under like, I was better able to know who was who. That was my one big gripe with Black Hawk Down is, like, dude, I don't know who is who. Everybody has the helmets on and goggles and everything. I'm like, it's just mass chaos. Here, you know the yeah. character. You got the British guy, and then yeah. and there's
1: the, the asshole guy, and then there's the nerdy guy and the radio <laughs> guy. And-
0: so. Okay, now, from here on out, it's... Fun for me,
1: baby? I... Oh, yeah, let's get on to the gore-drenched, yes. whatever-the-god-knows-what-you-watching. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Uh, uh, well, I, I should have played next movie, but I was busy talking about it, So, dun, 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 dun. Everybody wait while we use the internet. Uh, next up for me was another roulette mm. that you had thrown out there called The Call-Up. Oh, nice. Okay. Not really. A group of online gamers are invited to try a state-of-the-art virtual reality video game, but things take a turn for the sinister when these masters of... oh, Masters of the shoot That is bullshit. Discover they will yeah. literally be fighting for their lives. So, um, a bunch of online players think they win some kind of contest to do something, and they all show up at this place... Because they're all the champions of some first-person shooter online, like a Call of Duty type or or whatever. And so these dorks all show up, and it's wrong in every sense that Hollywood doesn't understand how the real world works. So you've got a group of ten people or so, and a couple of them are hot chicks, and a couple of them are studly ex-military types and the rest are a handful of chubby dorks that are terrified of everything and awful at it it, it was so stupid i i ugh, was so frustrating i i really want somebody to get this i'm trapped in a video game and i'm gonna die for real concept i want them to get that right because that mm-hmm. will make a good movie but This is not it. This is as bad as pretty much most of them that I've watched. And I've watched quite a few of them. You've never heard of them because they're shitty movies. Yeah. A lot of them are horror movies. And, oh, this one had some decent concepts. They put on these full body suits and they have these helmets that they can pull up or down to, oh, I'm snapped into the real world. Now I pull it down and I'm back in the virtual world and we're trying to fight these fake Russians or whatever. And, oh, this guy got shot, and he's really dying. Oh, my God. Give him his one Medipack pen that we shoot him up with, and now the game knows he's alive again. Basically, once you put these suits on, you can't take them off, and they will kill you if you get hurt in the game for real. Okay. But then, yeah. it's just totally unbelievable, because these, because of the the way these characters were written. I mean from the very get-go where they're handed a gun they're like cool and they handle it and cock it like they've never held a gun or they've never seen a gun or and I get that that not every Call of Duty player knows how to you know I'm not saying you got to field strip an M16 or some shit but you would know how to pull back the thing to cock it so that you could shoot yeah. somebody half these idiots couldn't do anything they couldn't load it they were terrified of everything they didn't want to shoot anything it was like what is happening you you got invited <laughs> yeah. here to play a video game just go do it it's not it's not that difficult it, so it was very unbelievable in that respect and maybe it's just because i, I i'm a gamer so
0: i, I don't know I, it just was like give me a break would you say Existence is probably the best video game, like inside a video game type movie that you've seen? Because
1: I, mean, I would consider
0: I'm, that, I mean, that's. Yeah, but if you
1: die in the game, you don't die for real. Yeah. I'm talking about the one where we trick these gamers, these hard, quote unquote hardcore gamers, into being into our new game or beta testing our new whatever. Yeah. And oops, you're trapped. You're going to, and if you die here, you die for real. Ha ha ha. There, I have not seen one where that works out. You could maybe argue The Matrix, but that's not that's not the same kind of thing because I. Yeah. At any rate, I watched this most of the way through. I fast forward a little bit at the end to just, I got it. Lots of people <laughs> in stupid outfits wandering around, empty warehouses, and yeah, yep, making yep. bad decisions. Every person in this movie just made horrible decisions all the way through. It skipped this one. If, uh, it was a roulette, no. so I was just like, yep. I gotta, I gotta just hang with it, hang with it. No, no. Take this one off your queue. <laughs> Got it. Done. Netflix no, riffraff. No, nothing to see here.
0: <laughs> Over to you. Okay. Um. Warcraft. Mm. Uh, yes. Uh, I'm going to try to leave this somewhat spoiler free because you have not seen this yet. I haven't. Uh, we went to religion, to
1: politics, and then followed it up with war. I, you're just war, yes. Yes.
0: Yeah. I'm on a roll, aren't I? Um, I
1: <laughs> trust me.
0: I, I'm saving a couple gems in there that, okay. that deal with really low budget practical effects. Uh, <laughs> this is not it. Okay. Duncan Jones directed. Duncan Jones is uh, uh, Moon. Uh, Moon. 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 Yes. Moon and the other one with the, the train one that was really good. Oh, Source Moon. Code. Yes I, source I code that, yes, I bought
1: that Blu-ray, but I haven't got around to reevaluating.
0: Yeah, um, Warcraft, I will say, uh, I give this a huge thumbs up. This was a blast. Um, I had very low expectations for this movie because of how poorly it did, and there was just a lot of, no, oh, it's, it's, no, it's not good, and it's too confusing, and blah, 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 blah. Uh, I don't know the game at all, so I have nothing to base this on, so watching the movie, uh, all I could really compare it to were other fantasy-type movies, and this movie seems to borrow liberally from other movies like Lord of the Rings and a bit of Harry Potter. Um, but maybe that's because that's how the game is. I don't but, I don't know. I don't know the game either, but
1: in the realm of fantasy, you run into the same problems with science fiction. Once you're in those realms, you do end up borrowing from the things that came before you.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah yeah um, this is a good movie man this is the special effects are fantastic and the story here's my thing with this movie is it's slightly over two hours right around two hours long um, which doesn't work. This should have been either three hours long um, or more or it should have been like a lean mean hour and a half uh, and they could have cut out some of the stuff because they tried to cram a lot of stuff in there and all of it is good. But it's not fleshed out enough. So it's like, there's certain things that, you know what? That needed to be fleshed out more. That should have been longer or just jettison that stuff out and keep it as this orc horde is invading a planet and the people on this planet need to fight off this, this, uh, horde of orcs. The end. But instead there's these subplots going on, obviously trying to build a, an, a, an avatar type world or whatever you want to call it of, We're going to have three, four, or five more movies, and we're setting things up. That's great, but it didn't do that hot in the United States. I know it did great worldwide, but I will be surprised if there's another one, and I wish there would be, because when it was over, I'm like, damn, I wish there'd be another one of these. I would really like to see a part two to this to see where they're going, but I don't think there's going to be one, and it just... I'm trying to be vague because I understand understand what you're saying, and I I I do think there will be another one. Uh, China
1: has a World of Warcraft theme park. Ooh, that's awesome! We've talked about this before. It's a completely unlicensed and dangerous. (laughs) People get hurt there, but it's a thing that exists, um, which would explain why it's so. It did better overseas and whatnot. it's not impossible that you will see another Warcraft movie in my opinion, but uh Yeah. Even if it's a, a bit of a long shot.
0: Yeah. And I I also a, this. Uh, oh,
1: go ahead. I have a I have an arm length understanding of what World of Warcraft is and the mo- uh, the games that came before it. I've never played it myself, but I am a gamer. I've I've watched people play it. I I get it. I understand the concept. It's a MMORPG. Massively multiplayer online role playing game. It's a massive game. To fit mm. any of those games into one movie is a task... It's mm. Forget it. You're never going to do that. It's way too much material. So I'm very curious how I will come out on, on it uh, knowing a little bit more. I mean honestly, dude, I might know one hair more than you that's about it i I don't know much about the uh, uh, about it but i am really looking forward to watching it just because i love duncan jones and he uh graduated from college with his film degree mm, 30
0: minutes from you and me yes in college of Worcester. that's (laughs) That's right right (laughs) that's awesome but uh, you know and as far as the acting goes Ben Foster, when I saw him, he's a wizard in this movie, and as soon as I saw him, I'm like, Ooh, that might be not a good casting choice. I love Ben Foster, but I'm like, he looks kind of odd with the long hair and the cape, and then halfway through, I'm like, no, he's great. He's great in everything. I think he's so awesome. Oh, uh, but He can be a sometimes. sometimes. Yeah. Sometimes I see him, and I'm
1: like, God, Why? Just no. <laughs> but but I would rather have him take those risks as that he does as an actor, where he really goes for it every frickin' time. It's yeah. just that twenty five percent of the time, I'm like, yeah, <laughs> went a little too far. Needed a little direction. Reel it in. Yeah, but uh, most yeah. of the time, it's a it's a home run from him.
0: Well, I'm I'm really interested to see what you think of this movie because it's it is a good movie and the special effects. Man, the whole way through, I'm like this is fantastic cgi i mean it's it's very i don't want to say an avatar but like the worlds and the creatures and everything feel very avatar-esque and uh it looks great and there, there's a little bit of duncan jones in there uh because i think he's a great director but it's not a it's not like moon and source code type brilliance it's basically here's the invading orc army and here's our heroes go fight and do battle. And there you go. So, okay, cool.
1: Yeah. I I still, I'm really looking forward to watching it. I'm just kind of saving it back as like
0: when I'm too beat down by the garbage that I'm sifting through. (laughs) There's (laughs) no way that you're going to hate that movie. There's, there's no way that you're going to be like that movie sucked. I can't believe I'm I'm shocked. (laughs) I am kind of shocked because that movie has
1: got so much hate, but if, I I think that you are the longest shot when it comes to a fantasy kind of setting. And uh, if you
0: like it, oh, shit, I'm probably (laughs) probably a shoe in to love this. (laughs) But do you see what I'm saying as far as, like, there, there was, like, right on that line to where it's like, oh, you're not fleshing out. It's like there's things that are happening that need more room to breathe because that doesn't make sense versus we should have just cut this stuff
1: out. I totally understand what you're saying.
0: So, Anyway. Back to you.
1: Okay. Uh, I got one more serious film review, and then I'll do kind of a little trio of uh, stuff that I'm not going to spend time on. Um, this one I finished up today. I've been watching it for months. <laughs> okay. Uh, Sanctum. Do you remember this movie? Underwater uh, diving. Oh, yes. Cave d- yeah. Yeah. Uh finally got around to wrapping this one up. I was just breezing through my queue today, like, "What? Can I need one more thing that I can uh, uh, discuss tonight. And then I came across Sanctum and was like, oh, shit, I, I never finished that one. Um, so I, yeah, hit the play, wrapped this one up. And I've got to say, dude, I mean, the first half, it was like, okay, we're kind of by the numbers of what I expected from the trailer, and... people are going cave diving but they're going to go scuba diving when they're inside of giant caves. And then of course the thing that shouldn't possibly happen happens where the cave is going to get flooded now and they're trapped down there and they have to find their way out or whatever the hell. Yeah. And, you know, when I'm at the halfway point and it's already the flooding, I'm like, okay, so we got to try, you're going to try and spend the next 45 minutes underwater with your scuba tanks? Like this is going to be a Boring-ass movie. But they found really interesting ways to break it up. They kept finding little caverns of air where they could get out and do this and do that and one guy gets injured and we... Oh, well, if we climb up here we can get to the next level and we follow the river down to the so-and-so and and somebody attacks somebody else. I know I'm sounding like I'm babbling. I really am just trying to be vague and describe um, how this movie changed it up along the way that I did not expect it to do so. And very positive ways i by the time it was all said and done i quite enjoyed it i had a couple of definite negatives where it was like oh i wish that guy would have died sooner and i hated that you killed off that guy but it is what it is and it it exceeded my expectations i'm glad i watched this movie i will definitely watch this movie again
0: and have you watched it what did you think yes it? years and years ago when it came out i had I saw it, and I remember really liking it. That was a good wife movie. Like I watched it with my wife, and we were both like, "That was a good suspense thriller type movie." Yeah. Um, but yeah. I haven't. I mean, I. It's it's basically The Descent minus creatures, right? I mean, yeah, kinda. But well, no.
1: No. <laughs> oh, ah, it, well, it's The Descent as much as they're spelunking. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So it definitely so has that. About it. it definitely has that claustrophobic feel because they're yeah. crawling through these caves. But there, there were just too many times where they made mistakes that I was like, "Why? Yeah, you're taking the mo the least experienced diver, and you're putting her at the back end of your train to go through this tight tunnel. Like, why? Why wouldn't you have her in the middle so somebody in the front could help and somebody in the back could yeah. help instead? all the experienced ones go through first and the least experienced one goes through last. And then we sit at the other end of the, the underwater tunnel and wait for her and go mm-hmm. like, huh, I wonder if something's gone wrong. She's, she's waited a while while I, 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 her toilet clearly has blocked up and she has, has <laughs> yeah. covered in re- shit water re- and she's drowning in it right now. No, I don't know. I just, why would you do that? That doesn't make yeah. any sense, but there were, um, you know, a, there were bits of gore throughout this thing, too, where I was kind of surprised. Remember, her hair gets caught in the thing, and it started pulling her scalp off? Oh, yeah, that's... Okay, That was yep. fucking gross, dude. Like, I was this like, damn.
0: 13 rated,
1: though, right? I... I... Maybe. I don't know. I don't look at the ratings on Netflix, but... Yeah. I was like, damn, that is gross as hell. And, I, I mean, setting guys on fire, faces bashed in with rocks where you see their... I mean, it was gross. I, I would be surprised if this was not R, but... At any rate, it may have taken me a long time to finish up. I think that everybody should give it a chance because it was a very serviceable thriller and, uh, what's his name? Spoon, isn't it? So that automatically makes it worthwhile. What about Spoon? Sergeant. Spoon? From d- Dog Soldiers. Oh, yes. Yep. Man. Got it. Yep. It's not Spoon. Is it? Now nah, I'm all confused. Compl- now nah, nah, you twisted me. Is he Spoon or is he the Sergeant and he keeps asking about Spoon? I know I know who you're talking about.
0: Yeah, I know you know I'm. I know, but I'm like, yeah, I'm not gonna look it up on IMDb. (laughs) No, I don't want you to look it up. You should know this. It's dog (laughs) sold. I know. (laughs) We both should.
1: We're both. I'm ashamed. I'm ashamed for you. Okay.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Over to you. Uh, Okay. One more round. Oh, oh shit. Oh boy. Because I had like um. uh, Let's see here. Doing a four hour show tonight? Come on. Oh, I wish. Um, I've got so much great shit okay it's time to talk about the rift aka this is your this is your round where you get to go ahead and do like two or three
1: go go for it
0: so the rift uh this is the movie that we have talked about before that you have been wondering is this the movie that i saw years and years ago and i want to watch yes again the underwater movie this Mm -hmm. is um and here's just a very brief a uh, bit of trivia, which sets this movie up. This was back in 1990 when, uh, The Abyss came out in 89 and then Leviathan in 89 and then The Rift in 19, 19- actually, let me back up there and, uh, uh Deep Star 6, the Sean Cunningham Deep yes. Star 6. So, so you see, so the A lister is obviously The Abyss. The B lister is obviously Leviathan. And then we get down the C-Lister, which is Deep Star 6, mm-hmm. and then it's The Rift, which is great. Which is flooding up from my toilet right now. This that... is literally what is going on in your septic system at your house. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I killed him. I killed him. Oh. So, here's, here's some interesting trivia. After producing Leviathan uh, for about $30 million, Dino De Laurentiis... Uh, he's uncredited. He decided to finance this movie uh, and hired uh, someone to rewrite the movie. And then they hired on uh, Jean Picard Simon or whatever, the the, he's the pieces director, to make The Rift. So this is actually uh, from Dino De Laurentiis. And wow. I think that's so cool. Uh, but they got Arlie Ermey in it, which we know who he is. He's the drill sergeant. Mm-hmm. And uh, they got Jack Scalia in it, and Ray Weiss is in this as well. I know. So there's actually, I know that name. What's it? Ray Weiss. Ray Weiss. Um. Oh boy, he's been in a lot of stuff. You would if he was in uh, RoboCop. Um. He was one of the bad guys in RoboCop. Uh, he's been in a ton of stuff. Um. What else would you know him in? Uh, well, there's a lot of character actors in RoboCop, so that doesn't narrow it down. Do you have another one? Um, let me see here. Um, he was in Star Trek, one of the, oh, Star Trek yeah. Next, Next Generation episodes. everybody, episode, has been yeah. in Star Trek. Everybody, yeah. It's Twin Peaks, he was in, Star, uh, Twin no. Peaks. Okay, um, okay, anyway, moving on. No,
1: we're not moving um, on,
0: I want to know who he is.
1: Uh, uh, okay, you, what, um, what's, his, what's Mad, his He was
0: in Mad Men, he was Ed Baxter in Mad Men, did you watch Mad Men? I did. Okay, Ed so, Ed Baxter, was,
1: okay, carry on, I'll, I'll look it up.
0: Okay. Uh, as soon as you see his face, you'll be like, oh, that guy. Jeepers Creepers Part 2. So, oh, he was oh born in Akron, Ohio. There you go. So uh, the Rift is literally a group of uh, actors go in a little toy submarine underwater and fight off a vagina-looking tentacled creature. <laughs> and it rules. <laughs> it's so great. Uh, the It's just... The pacing is so off on it and the acting, I just, it's one of those where everybody is standing in a room with electronics, which is a submarine. And mm-hmm. then something happens and then everybody acts like they're going to fall down as the camera shakes. Um, but <laughs> the practical effects are so gross and as only uh, JP Simon can do it. Uh, but it's a fun movie. It's a really, uh, it's a good movie. Um, in fact, I would dare say that it does rise above a lot of other movies of this caliber, which are sci-fi original type quality. Although this was, this is a great example of how practical effects can make a movie so much better because the setup is simple, the acting is meh, but the gross practical effects made the movie so much better. Uh, 75, 80 minutes long, it's, bonkers like and i when i say that the creature looks like a huge vagina i'm not joking it's a huge vagina with tentacles it's like the sarlacc pit vagina thingy <laughs> in the underwater with a little toy submarine and uh, things
1: yeah <laughs> so you're like i love this
0: but fuck jaws 3 that doesn't make yes, any sense whatsoever yes exactly yeah yeah <laughs> So anyway, that's the rift. It's on Blu-ray, and I, of course, bought it, and you're going to watch that oh, movie. Oh, I cannot wait. I just yes. am waiting for us both to be
1: in some version of healthy, where I'm okay with uh, touching things that you've touched, and vice versa.
0: Yes, yes. Okay, Because I'm. Yeah, your... I'm
1: not handling
0: vagina tentacles, so if you've, been, yeah. if you've had a cold... <laughs> Yes, because all of a sudden cold sores and herpy, yeah, we don't want that. (laughs) Okay, last round for me. Walking Dead Season
1: 6, I think. Uh, Finally finished this up, and I'm getting real, real damn close to fuck this show. Real close. I'm not there yet, but I'm right on the edge. And from the other podcasts I listen to and the other shows that I pay attention to, whatever... I'm I'm not at that point for the same reason that everybody else is. Um everybody else is like, "Oh, well, you did this thing, but you tricked us." And I'm so, I know, I how did you fall for that? That seemed very obvious to me. I'm getting to that point because of the editing. The editing on this season has been nearly offensive. Seriously. Oh, wow. I'm that mad the the season opener I hated because the uh, half of it was black and white. The other half was flashbacks in color.
0: Oh, ouch. Okay. Why?
1: I'd love to know. Okay. It, It was God awful, especially because the shit that was actually going on was really interesting. They just decided to break it up in a way that would be maximum irritating. I, I, Oh, I hated it. And then, every, once again, every episode ends with a giant cliffhanger. And then they did the worst sin of all. They ended the season with the biggest cliffhanger you possibly could. Where it's like, oh, this new villain kills one of our main crew. Don't know which one. See you next season. <laughs> and it's like, you got to be kidding me. That was such a shitty kind of... Way to end the season. Like, uh, oh my god. But I, I'm already kind of emotionally divorced at this point from, from the yeah. show. So, eh. I listen to all the spoilers. I'll find out long before I get to see it. Because I'll I'll hear it on some podcast. Somebody will talk about it. And I'll be like, oh, okay, that's who he killed? Okay, great. And we'll go from there And whether or not I continue to watch the show. But I'm... St- Oh man, I don't want to tune out. There's enough good there to keep me in, but there's just enough bad that I'm like, man, you motherfuckers, this is bullshit. And not in a way like I gotta wait a whole week to find out who did whatever it's just sort of like I'm I'm streaming it on Netflix. I'm waiting the extra yeah. year. It's just like why would you do this? That's so shitty. They they Do this weird spoiler thing where it's like, oh, we don't know who maybe died at the end of this episode. Time for a flashback episode next week where we just give you the backstory of somebody else. But here's the thing. That flashback episode where you give the backstory of that guy was one of the best episodes that has ever happened of Walking Dead. It was fantastic. Mm. But it's like you plopped that down at the worst possible place be a little more streamlined with your editing. And I don't mean just the editing of each episode, but the editing of where you put them in the season. You could have put that anywhere, and it would have been kind of all right. But to do it where you ended this episode, last episode on such a big-ass cliffhanger fuck you like yeah. you just made somebody wait 3 weeks to find out if that guy died that's so shitty and then you end the season with oh you got to wait till next season to see if the guy died like what the I... <sighs> it's it's almost like you're tormenting your I don't know maybe they're maybe I'm totally wrong because I'm a cord cutter and I'm not watching this shit live, so (laughs) maybe they know their audience better than me, they're like, this will hook them in, and maybe everybody is hooked into it, and I've just, I'm the only one going,
0: fuck you. Uh, Do they have an end game in mind as far as this is after a certain amount, then they're done, or is it just, it makes money, so we're keeping on rolling?
1: Uh, neither. The comic book is still
0: going, and the, it's still ahead of the show,
1: and the, uh, as far as I know. And the show is going to just keep on going, which I'm not, hmm. I'm, I'm okay with, but there also comes a point where I, I, I don't know. I, maybe I'm just being an idiot, but six seasons and you're still in Georgia. Like I, I see so yeah. much of you guys just driving and driving and driving and walking and going. And it's like, you're still in fucking Georgia. I you haven't found an island by now? You, have, like, I don't know. I just think of so many things I do during the zombie apocalypse where I'm not like, still in the same state. Yeah. yeah. It's like, you could have walked out of state by now. <laughs> and it sure seems like you've walked that. I, I'm not going to spend this much time on The Walking Dead. I'm going to wrap up uh, shit I want to talk about. Elstree uh, 1976 was on the roulette. I did a Facebook review of that. And Eugene commented on it. We shared the similar opinion. Go look at it on our Facebook page and the wild geese mm, uh, yes. was my review this week. I really quite enjoyed this one. I, I definitely think you would, but yeah, maybe not. I don't know. I think you could you 50-50, go either way, but I definitely think it's one that you should check out.
0: Yes. I like that you compared it to, um, to, like, old-school war movies, and then more of the new, like, very graphic style, like, Hamburger Hill. Like, it's kind of a bridge there. Yeah, I feel like it
1: was right kind of in between the two. And I'm sure some people that are fans of both those movies will come at me like, it's nothing like those two. No, I'm not saying it's those two. I'm just saying it is kind of right in the middle, both, um... Just the tone, the tone. You know what I'm saying. We've uh-huh. talked about it early in the show. When it's a 70s movie, an 80s movie, a 90s movie, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. I felt what? like it felt it fit right in between those two movies, and I I was shocked how much I quite enjoyed it. You might be bored at parts, but I I think at the end of the day, you would give it a thumbs up. Maybe not. Yeah, I don't know. we'll see. Yeah, I've been wanting to watch that one. Have you watched uh, Where Eagles Dare? Nope. That's another one like the wild geese yeah. that's on that list of yep. I'll get to you, but only yep, when I've too. done enough dredging up of this garbage current shit.
0: <laughs> Jerusalem. <laughs> Jerusalem. <laughs> <laughs> huh. Okay, anything else from me or am I, I able to... Sure, sleep? go ahead. Okay. I'm done, um, but
1: you can go ahead and do another round if you want.
0: I'll I'll go one more. Um, uh, session nine. Yeah. I was gonna go with a oh, with a bad review, but I'm like, no, I want to talk about session nine because it's it's awesome. And uh, um, let's talk about session nine a little bit. Um, this is from Brad Anderson, and it stars David Caruso and who else? David Caruso uh, is in that. I don't. Yeah, he's he's Phil. He's one of the main guys. Wow, I haven't seen that in quite a while, so. Yeah. I did Josh like it, Luke, Yeah, Josh Lucas is in it. Really? <laughs> yeah. And Larry Fessenden is in and it as of well. Course, fitness yeah, fitness of course. The Fessenden is course. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and Peter Mullen is Gordon, which uh, Peter Mullen was in, I think, Braveheart. Wow. Uh, yeah, you narrowed he that there. one down. He was uh, yeah.
1: bare-ass-cheek, under-kilt, number 17. <laughs> <laughs>
0: That was great. Um, Yes, and probably you're accurate there. Um, So Session 9 is uh, set in in, an abandoned uh, mental hospital where asbestos cleaners have came in to do an almost impossible task of cleaning the abandoned hospital of asbestos. And um, the whole movie is – it's like literally – it's a real abandoned hospital mental hospital that they filmed this thing in. And, uh, this is a scream factory release. So there's an extensive behind the scenes, like making of interview type deal going on. It's so fascinating hearing how this movie got made and how there was just creepy shit going on while they made this movie. Uh, and just everything about the movie and the movie got buried. Like it it came out several days after September 11th. Um, 2001 yeah so like literally it got buried Uh this is not what people wanted to see after 9-11 and now it's kind of found a cult it's kind of a cult classic at this point or it's it's found its cult uh audience and i am one of them i love this movie it is so unnerving and scary without being really jump scary i'm not there might be one or two jump scares but it is all about the atmosphere uh, as the whole movie, the whole movie from almost the first frame is just uncomfortable. And, uh, the music plays into it. And the revelation of, like, you know, I don't want to spoil anything, but whatever, how things turn out in the movie, it, uh, make, it adds an extra layer to, I'm blabbing. Yeah, it's a great movie. Watch it. <laughs> I'm done. I'm blabbing. No,
1: you're fine. You're fine. I was totally following along with everything that you were saying. Um, I'm right there nah, with you. Yeah.
0: It's a roller ride of scares. No. Oh,
1: no. I- <laughs> no, no. You're right. You're right. I've I've only hmm. seen it maybe once, but I once or twice, whatever. I I, I was definitely with you. It, it was a gem in the rough, in my opinion. Yeah. And it avoided the jump scare thing, which thank God. Yeah. Um, what was that trailer for that movie recently that, j- I think it's in Dollar Theaters now. You're like, are you going to go see that? And I was like, no, it looks god fucking awful. No, oh, lights out. Oh, it, session nine is the polar opposite of lights out. Yeah. And I haven't seen that movie. I'm just telling yeah, you that from the right. trailer. Uh, it's, oh, God, it's so scary. You, they actually filmed that in a real. Yeah. Ooh, man, that, Creeps me out twice as hard, but that's awesome. I I need to watch that one again. And hey, maybe put that on the stack, because I need a stack from you. We're going into October, and I need you to kind of compile movies that you've gotten where you're like, you're going to watch this movie, uh, that are horror movies. And, well, it's now time. So, sorry, I'm about to borrow a whole shit ton of movies. Have
0: at it. The Rift and Session 9 are definitely two that you really should watch in your uh, October horror-watching uh, session. Yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, session, session
1: 10, October 10? Uh, yes.
0: 10, 10, 10. But I, you know, what's cool about this movie, going back to the movie real quick, is that a lot of what you see in the actual movie, like the pro, the quote-unquote props... That's just real shit that was left over in this big abandoned uh, uh, mental...
1: You're creeping me out. I don't want to think about this because so I, gotta, I gotta go to bed soon and yeah. <laughs> I'll watch the special features on the DVD or Blu-ray or whatever the hell. Ooh, I, yes. yeah. Yes. You're creeping me out. I don't want to think about that right now. Um, <laughs> but definitely you add that better. one to the list uh, okay. or, or to the pile. And I do want you to do that. I'm, I'm being dead serious. Go yeah. through your shit right now and... Uh, if there's stuff that you're like, oh, I told Eric he needs to watch that. Pull it out, make a list, okay. make a stack, because uh, it's time for me to do uh, a pickup from you and get this shit checked off the list.
0: Good. Yes, and in fact, I wouldn't mind watching that uh, Wicker Tree.
1: Yes, I I thought about dropping that off this week, but I thought, you know what? We'll just save it for October. Yep. Perfect. Which is right around the corner. Uh, okay. Do you want to? If you want to do a tease, you can, I, for me. Uh, let's see. Our next episode will be the um, first week of October. So it's going to be horror. We, we, uh, that's what's coming. Yep. One month of horror movies. Sorry if you're not a fan, but it's October and that's, what's going to happen. And Eugene's like, this is me 12 months. I don't, I don't, this is, yeah.
0: Huh? What? (laughs) 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 But that's all Uh. right. (laughs) So, yeah. Do you have any? Do you have any like in particular that you want to rewatch, like Nightmare on Elm Street, or like no, some old I'm, classics, or no, it's just no, no, whatever? No.
1: Right off the bat, I'm going to be diving on a lot of the stuff from the uh, Roulette that you okay gave passing thumbs up to or keeping the queue status. Yeah. That's where I start, and then when I get okay. too tired of that, I <laughs> after you know ten or twelve of those, I'll be like, oh, okay, I got to watch the thing again or some some shit to get me reignited.
0: Yeah. It, no, you haven't watched Hush yet, have you?
1: Nope, saving it for the Ooh. October.
0: Okay, yep. there you go. That's an October one right there. Yep. Yeah, as far as teases go, I—I I mean, I horror. I keep yeah, on. I got. Yeah, it. It. <laughs> I, it's horror movies. Meh. <laughs> <Yeah>, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> well. <laughs> We're
1: heading into the horathon. That's what's coming, everybody. Oh, I can't wait! It's yes. gonna be fun to keep track of the numbers week by week. Once again, like we did last year. Yeah, I'm looking forward to that. I'm yeah. sure that you'll be like triple ahead of me as as always. But hey, can I break my record of what what it was last year? It was like 30? I think I made it. Yeah. I, I went back and re looked at it, and I did actually cross the finish line because I didn't count something right or whatever. But yeah. Meanwhile, Eugene's like I watched seventy-five horror movies. Whatever. Whatever. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh yes, and as Slayer played behind me while I was watching it, they were you rain know,
1: and blood, rain. Yeah.
0: <laughs> I do, I, I do wish that I would have saved Session Nine for closer to Halloween because that is a really good Halloween esque <laughs> movie. So when you watch that, try to watch it closer to Halloween. Trust me. It's no. Weird. Uh, there's a oh, of, right. like,
1: Well, there's a lot of horror movies on my queue that I'm, I've i been wanting to really push play on, but I'm like, no, you know what? I need to save it for October. It's two days away. Well, when you guys listen to this, it will already be, but from yeah. recording, it's two days away. And so I'm, i i got to save as many as I can, and we'll get them watched. Okay, Uh, I think that's going to do it for this episode. Do you have anything else you would like to add, sir? Nope, I'm done. Okay and I will put the contact info at the end maybe or maybe not whatever email us or don't uh, you can find us there's the thing called Google <laughs>
0: okay all right
1: well, did you hear that noise my computer just made a weird noise no huh it was like Be-de-be-de-be.
0: oh maybe your maybe your computer is getting backed up with shit it probably is and, yeah, yeah yeah it's, 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 it's the barf, barfing and... on me
1: right now it's just, you know, <laughs>
0: Okay, that's going to do it for
1: this episode. I'm Eric Marner. I'm
0: Andy Weaver.
1: I'll see you next week, sir.
0: Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening.